Hello and welcome to the Screen Chronicles. I'm Colby. With me as always is Steve. And today we're joined by a very special guest. You Last Kingdom fans will know him as Lord Whitgar of Bebenburg. Ashin Pere, welcome to the Screen Chronicles. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming on today, Ashin. Uh, we, we really love to hate and, and uh, really mm-hmm. enjoyed how you <laughs> portrayed uh, Whitgar on The Last Kingdom. Yeah um he was yeah, he was definitely yeah how are you doing today I'm, I'm good i'm good yeah well season five just came out of the last kingdom congrats on another awesome season of it uh you came in in season four and i think yeah. immediately when we met your character we were kind of like "Ooh, okay this guy is gonna be formidable he's gonna be you know definitely a thorn in neutral side you know <laughs> yeah yeah he's new Man, when I read that, when I when I read that I was gonna have to kill off like a main character, like a loved character, I read yeah. it and I was like, oh my god, no. Like one of the first things <laughs> <No>. you do. <laughs> Literally like the, one of the first things I do. Which we, we still haven't forgiven you for, by the way. Wait, you you um, absolutely should have refused them then, you know? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, we, we know you were trying to kill him. We know you were trying to kill young Uhtred, you know? That... Yeah, that's, that's the, I know. We, I, I will try and say that every time is that it was Bianca's sacrifice, you know? <laughs> that's the thing. It was his choice. For Bianca. It, was, it was young Uhtred. No. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. If anything, I was like kind of annoyed to have hit Bianca. I was like, oh man, you were because of him. I missed young, you know? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, backing it all up, um, Austin, could you tell us a little bit about your acting story and how you got into it? I guess I've kind of always just goofed around and loved just clamming and stuff like that. And just performing for friends and family and just doing bits and stuff. And like, I, I didn't really, so at school we had like drama classes and stuff, but I didn't really take it seriously. It was kind of just like fun and as a joke kind of until okay. high school. High school, we had like actual like proper productions. And with uh, my drama teacher there, uh, Amy Smearsall, she was amazing. And she like actually pushed to, she loved theater and stuff. And, and she pushed to get some proper productions put on like outside of school at theaters like in, in Bern. So I grew up in Switzerland. So it was kind of doing those plays that I was like, ah, this is really fun. And, and, but it never occurred to me, like when you're 16, 17, that you can like do that as a profession. And especially in Switzerland, like I didn't, there's no, there's, I mean, I didn't really look into it because there's not really like drama schools and stuff there in Switzerland. Oh, really? Okay. I guess the, the acting scene there is much smaller than it is in, in the UK or France even, or, you know, the States kind of didn't occur to me that that could be a thing until like late high school when I was like oh shit everyone's kind of picking what they want to do as a career and right and there's all this pressure and and everyone's like oh I'm gonna go study I don't know chemistry I'm gonna go study law all this stuff and I'm like oh my god um and so I think I wanted to do I wanted to do a lot of things and I couldn't really decide because I wanted to do a bit of everything. And I think that's right. why acting the best option is you kind of get a chance to do a bit of everything. And I wanted to do directing first. I went to do like a filmmaking oh, really? course in, uh, in Scotland at the Royal Conservatoire there. And that was just a short two week course. And I think during that period, I realized that I was hanging out with the, because there was like a screen acting course at the same time. But mm-hmm. I realized during that time that 
I was hanging out with the actors more and I was like, oh man, these are like my people. <laughs> cool. Do you, and, do you uh, still have ambitions to someday direct? Definitely. I think definitely. I think right now I've, I've put them to one side. I think I still have like, I, I, I've always, I always wanted to go more towards music videos. I love the, cool. the fact that you don't have to worry about dialogue. You don't have to worry about necessarily capturing audio and you just tell a story through the music. I kind of, I always, I always loved that. And there's uh, somewhere on YouTube, I'm sure there's like hidden channels of mine with like terrible music videos. Really? <laughs> oh, come on. We got to see them gonna, now. <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell anyone how to find them. <laughs> but there's like, I did like Jack Sparrow dancing videos. And like, oh yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I don't know. But like, so I, I love making, I love making like little music videos and stuff. And so, cool. and so eventually I'll, I don't know, eventually I'll get back into directing, but but when I read, like music is still a big thing for me. Like when I read this, the scripts, like when I read, especially episodes nine and 10, cause that was kind of where the bulk of my, my right. stuff was in season five. I would read like, I would read it, but with music, I'd like movie soundtracks on oh, just okay. to get like, just to like, cause then when you're, you're reading it, you just, you immerse completely and like, there's no outside noise. Ah. You have soundtrack playing the whole time and I'd be reading it and being like, man, season, oh, like when I read the season, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be such a good one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and we have but, uh, to say, you, uh, we were so satisfied with the ending. You and the rest of the cast really killed it. Um, so, you know, thank you guys for all your hard work. It was really yeah. awesome. Uh, the, there's so many moments when I was reading season five where I was like, this is going to be such a standout moment. This is going to be such a standout moment. Yeah. And like, oh, I think for me, the moment that hit me the hardest while I was reading it was probably Millie's millie brady's death uh, wow we didn't see it coming no i think you know we're uh, all expecting uh, Ellsworth to die this season after the end of yeah, season yeah. four and it's just totally yeah Ellsworth goes switched. strong yes, <laughs> yeah she moves in she moves into bember i swear and I, oh my god i love that when she's like at the end she's like i think i'll be needing a room that was <laughs> hilarious preferably with a sea view like she has some golden moments this season and like i remember her when i read it she has like um she has an Eowyn moment in Lord of the Rings. You know, when she's like, I am no man. Yes, she <laughs> does. Elspeth really has a moment like that. And I was yeah. telling her, I was like, you have an Eowyn moment. <laughs> That's so awesome. We we had her on the podcast before and she had told us, you know, we asked when we know a character's coming back for next season. We like to ask, oh, what would you like from your character? And she said, yeah. like, I'd like some sort of battle moment or yeah. some kind of combat. And so we were so excited yeah. to see that. That's what she got. Uh, it yeah, was super completely. cool. And then she brags about it for the next two episodes, <laughs> which is so funny. How did you get involved in The Last Kingdom? Yeah, so figured acting was a profession, came to London, did the drama school thing, got cool. an agent. And then via my agent, we started doing auditions. And Yeah, I had the audition through for that. And another friend of mine had an audition through for it. And, oh. and uh, he was like, man, you'd love this part. I was like, oh, what is it? And I was like, oh, maybe I'll ask my agent. Maybe it's going to come through. And. And then it came through and I was like, oh, yes. And I like, I'd done The Witcher at this point. Right, and right. I've always loved like medieval, just medieval worlds, you know? Yeah, same fantasy, with us. Anything like that. Yeah. Like yeah. I grew up like watching Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. and just with my dad, like we used to, so my mom grew up in the north of England and we used to visit, uh, uh, funnily enough, my mom grew up in uh, Annick, which is right by Bambro, which is right by... Uh, oh. Uh, like it's in in Warkworth. She grew up in Warkworth, 
So right by Bamber Castle, pretty wow, much. Oh, cool. Like a 40 minute drive. So I was like, ah, oh, that's my roots. I'm from there. <laughs> that's sweet. Um, that's sweet. We used to go to uh, walk with Castle or Annette Castle and just roam around the, the mm. castles. And they always, you know, you can buy like wooden swords and stuff. Of course. And me and my dad, like, like make up little sword fights in the courtyard and start like oh, <laughs> choreographing them and stuff. He was so, training you like, to take Bevenbur. Yes, he was training me to take Bevenbur. <laughs> you didn't yeah. know it, but <laughs> <laughs> please tell me <clears throat> you didn't use a crossbow on him. Please tell me. No, <laughs> no thank- he's still he's still around. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've always like loved just that world, and so when that audition came through, I was like, oh. Yes. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I just I just prepped like I think I had like a couple of days to prep for it and I just I just did nothing else for 2-3 days. I was like absorbed in that those scenes. I got the scenes for the audition were the scenes where I on on the ramparts in episode it's the beginning beginning of 3, three I think when I right. yeah yep. when I killed Bear. So it was all that stuff. And then also the reunion with with Elfrich with father. Gotcha. Which uh, in the script they they had on the beach in the in the audition script oh, it was okay. on the beach. I was down on the beach and we had this like beach reunion, which I was like oh, kind of nice. But <laughs> I went in for the audition for that and like I just I just felt like I knew exactly what I wanted to do and like when I went in the the ca- the camera was down low uh-huh. like on a chair and I was like uh, and I'd I'd met Alex before uh, Alex Irwin who cast who did the casting with me. Oh, gotcha. I was, you know, I had a little, a little more confidence to be like, Hey, do you think we could like get rid of the chair and just move the camera up? Cause like these scenes okay. are standing, you know? So I kind of wanted the energy of standing to carry, like, cause it does sure. make a difference if you're sat down. And so I did that, you know, did my crossbow scene and like three weeks went by and I was like, oh. and then uh, my agent called and he was like, Hey, do you want to come by the office? And I was like, okay, sure. I'm in the area. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I came by and he was like, he chatted we chatted for like 20 minutes and then he was like how are you how are you yeah good 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 and then eventually he was like so uh remember the last kingdom that audition you did and i was like oh yeah yeah yeah." he was like so you got it and uh, and i was wow. like wow yes <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i know that, that would so be my reaction too if i got a role in the last <laughs> that's so cool did had you seen the show before this point i hadn't actually well when i got the tape through i went through and watched all of okay Elfrich's moments because I knew I was playing his son, I wanted to like bring, bring a bit of his energy, especially to the audition. I mean, he's not really in the books. He's in the books at little moments, right. only when he crossed paths with Uhtred, Uhtred, main Uhtred. Exactly. You know? and, and also, he's also called Uhtred in the books. So I was right. like, I was kind of like skimming through when I knew which books were based on which season, I right. would like have a skim through to see if I could find Whitgar. And I was like, where the fuck is he? <laughs> Until I realized, like cousin Utrecht, I was like, "Is that is that me?" And I was right, like, "So I like right. read the passages, and so I kind of like for the audition, I I I, I used uh, the stuff Elfrich had done, um, Joe Milson had done, yeah. watched his fantastic. energy and his, yeah. his he's he's amazing, and like mm-hmm. to work with just such a blessing, and like his intensity with the words and his precision, and and uh, also I loved um, Matthew McFadden's yeah stuff in uh season one and yeah, i kind of great. took a lot of inspiration from that as well for the audition and for season four whitgar especially he has like a he has like a like a an intensity and like a yeah, fire yeah. to the way he speaks especially when he's like clouting um osbert pre before he becomes 
Uhtred, the kind of the 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 passion with with which he speaks is interesting. I, I love that, and I wanted to kind of bring that to. Oh wow! Um, so you went all the way back to your uncle, to uh, Matthew McFadden. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, it was interesting reading the little moments in the books where cousin Uhtred, um does come in, and like there's a moment in the book where it mentions that he has like a a wife and a and a, a son, or a wife and mm-hmm. a child, mm-hmm. in the book. And I was like, oh, it was interesting that they didn't introduce that into the TV show. It does create a whole extra, I think Whitgar as a character anyway, is riddled with insecurities. And I think that really comes across in season five when, when everything starts, his whole control, his whole world starts right. to crumble. You know, all his insecurities come through. Uh, Uhtred's back. I have no lineage. I have, you know, I have no wife. No, right. right. <laughs> um, and um and, but i thought that was interesting that they in the books he has a a wife and a and a child it kind of does add a level of threat to totally does a son or a daughter you know totally does just like um, it was a threat that when we found out in the show that elfrich had a son yeah, yeah. oh crap yeah, yeah i was really surprised because yeah. we first started watching the show before we read right. any of the books so we like to stay right, away yeah. from reading the books before that season comes out so I was, right, I was yeah. really surprised uh, when Whitgar came in at all. Uh, oh, yeah. And it was right. it was a really cool scene, too, because yeah. it's just, you know, here's all these very Northumbrian people. And then Whitgar just rolls up and he's got this diverse crew and he's, he's every like, corner of the world. Like I think a pirate, you, <laughs> you know, yeah, it was. Oh, man, it was so exciting to be able to bring like. Like a diverse crew of people with me and like also like like costume is one of my yes. favorite things when I'm starting to do a character. And like, I've never seen a costume like Woodgar had in season four. I and love like, your and season maybe four. Like, yeah. Oh, I was like, this is, it's not going to get better than this. <laughs> like, so um, cool. and we, <clears throat> with Molly Emma Rowe, we t- talked about his design for season four. And we took, I remember she wanted to take elements from Skade with the, mm-hmm. the tight, like leather uh, under tunic. Okay. And the like the tight bands and stuff, but then also like the the, the jewelry and the necklaces and like the embroidery. I rem- I had this like little basically she laid out all this stuff on this table, all these like little medals and and cloths and stuff. And she was like, "What do you want to do? Like, what should we do?" And we kind of she had obviously the big main picture and the shape, and mm-hmm. then she just kind of let me pick out what I liked and wanted to add, and then we talked about where we could add things. And like she, I love this kind of extra cloth she put on the uh, on yes. the lapel this incredible like embroidered cloth that just pops and then i was like oh my god and across that there was like this gorgeous kind of hanging metal coin thing yep that i was like oh if that was like across there as well that'd be it's great that he's kind of just just pillaged from kind of different parts of yeah. of the world world and like as wearing it with him i love that, that that pops i feel like i feel like watching it as a viewer her, she you know she did such a good job we think molly amaro is a genius and she did yeah. such a good job that you can kind of see that in your costume like i mean obviously yeah. you say i've collected these men from every corner of the world but all these different yeah. coinage and different medals on your arm and super cool super cool costume. Yeah. i love the little details she added like there was like little i think i posted on my instagram the little fish patterns right mm-hmm. at the bottom of the uh of the of the hem of the coat and like the way they distress it with like they make it look like it's got it's been uh, worn down by sea salt and things like that and it's just so cool that like is... i tried adding to it as well like with, yeah what when did we you talked add? about makeup, i bought a 
giant bag of like two kilo sea salt and I filled my sink in my bathroom of the apartments we were staying. And every morning I would go and dunk my head in the, uh, in the, my sink full of sea salt to make my hair look as crusty and salty as possible. I didn't wash it for the full two weeks that we were filming. Oh my God. I, I think that like comes across too. Like when you come out, your, your face looks weathered. I would say weathered, like, it was, and your hair yeah, is like, looks, I guess so you said tanned. crusty, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, but yeah, it looks like this guy's been like, around. Yeah, 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 completely. Yeah. They made me look all like sunburned and like sun crazed. And it was really cool. I don't know. Was that the first scene little, you filmed? Oh, oh hey, my look little, at that. My little pre, my pre-drawing. <laughs> That's from season four. That was from season four, yeah. I love cool. how I went in. I had this idea. I was like, let's do long hair. And then they were like, no. So I was like, okay, we'll do short hair. <laughs> so oh, I was imagining like long golden sea bleached locks. <laughs> is that like a like a character prep book that you do there? Is that what that is? This is yeah, this is my little kind of character prep book thing. Cool. That I have. So I've like my little like I do like little lists of characteristics and stuff like things like that you'd write i'd write down like like inner characteristics that that are not seen to the world and then okay. outer characteristics that are seen to the world so like things that Whitgar is when he's not around people and things that things like that but i don't know and, and that, those are things i'd love to learn more about from you because i feel like there's a lot of mystery with Whitgar. obviously this guy's traveled the world not only that, but he survived. Yeah. Um, there's a little hint yeah. of the, his father kicking him out, right? Yeah. So there's a lot that the show doesn't dive into um, more specifically, yeah. but I'd love to know sort of your thought process on his backstory a little bit and maybe some of his personality yeah. traits we don't see. Yeah, I, I had a little backstory for the scar because he has this scar and they put it on and obviously they don't tell you why they're putting a scar on your face. It's oh, okay. just battle scar. And I was like, okay, it'd be kind of nice if, if this scar has some kind of connection, you know, it would have to, you know, and I would have to know where it was from, you know, the same way Uhtred has all these scars and you see them build up over the seasons and they all have a moment that they, ha that they happened. Yeah. Um, so I like the idea that the scar was like a, a big old clout from Elfrich, like mm. with a ring on or something. And then it was mm. caught and snagged his face and there's then, and so I kind of had this like little, this little shadow mimic that comes in every now and then as right. all the resentment from my father is held right here. And I'm just uh, like all there in the, in that scar. Cool. That was just like a little thing I thought would be neat to add backstory, I guess. Yeah. Getting, I mean, being banished by the father mm -hmm. and then coming back, he wanted to come back and take it for his own. Right. And he says that to Uhtred, yeah. like, he's like, I'm here for the same reason you are. I just saw an opportunity, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, and my dad's, my dad's weak right now. So I thought I'd come and swoop in and take, you know. I think I remember writing something about like, it's like, I almost pitied Elfrich, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, like I say, I, I came to put my father out of his misery, you know, yeah, you do and his, his, his pathetic attempt at, protecting Bebenbur and like the first time we do see your character interact with his father then uh with Joseph Milson there yeah. at Bebenbur what was it like there getting in that for that scene it was interesting pitching that scene because like you have to we were thinking about like okay what was the relationship like before they mm. left and then 
And then when he comes back, like, are they pretending to be happy to see each other? Is it like, are they actually happy? Are they, you know, there's, I didn't expect to maybe come back alive, you know, and I'm coming back alive and he's still, he's still alive. And there's a moment because like, it's such a violent time period. People could go any time, you know, (laughs) like you could. And he just kind of assumed you died, I think. You know, yeah i think he so comes out looking at you so, like who is this like what <laughs> yeah, yeah completely i think there's this little adjustment pe- period in that scene where we're both just like looking at each other kind of like wow you're so you're still alive <laughs> <laughs> damn okay we gotta sort that out <laughs> yeah. and i feel like he's sort of happy to see you because he's like oh my bloodline like yeah and i've brought back like all these men and stuff uh there's this yeah there was this line in that scene where um alfred is like i thought we had lost you something like that my mm-hmm. son and then i say something like i assure you uh your descendants will thrive it's kind of horrible but it's like what guys essentially been raping women all over the place mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's 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 a horrible line but it's it kind of it it tells you a bit about his character and yeah and the fact that, like, he's like, oh, I assure you, your descendants will thrive. You're going to have kids everywhere. I made sure of it. It's oh, every, kind of, every corner of the world. Every <laughs> corner of the world. It's, it's disgusting, know, it, but it's... It is, yeah, but um, but it's his character, right? And yeah, that epic scene in season four, obviously, yeah. um, Sarah Gorman directed the first part of episode three. Um, we had her on the podcast. She's, she was yeah. wonderful. She was amazing. She has. So could you just talk about maybe a little bit more about the preparation of that scene? Because here we go. You're a new character on set. And now you're all of a sudden doing um, a scene with with Mark Rowley, um, Alexander Draymond, uh, uh, Joseph Milson. Uh, Could you talk about that scene a little bit? What was interesting about that scene is it was kind of like kind of like an unfortunate hostage negotiation situation. You know, (laughs) like everything happens so quickly and like suddenly Uhtred has has my dad and then I'm there and I'm like, well, you take away Uhtred's power by, by simply taking out the hostage. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And um, it seemed like a, it's kind of a logical thing to do. And then I retain the power. He has no hostages and I'm up top with, with crossbow and, and other archers and, and men on the ground and it's in the back um, you know that's what it seems like yeah it seems like this is it yeah the con- all the control is is there that was a huge twist too just like elfrich dying like i was expecting him to be the big baddie for the season right yeah and then just bam yeah. arrow to the eye um that was, that yeah. was a huge like cliffhanger for that episode yeah and you're like all right well that's the craziest thing that can happen then right like we've yeah. already used a crossbow here <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no that scene i mean it was weird shooting that scene to be honest because i was apart from all the others up on the ramparts for most of it and like right. it took time to come all the way down and go up the ramparts so i kind of just stayed up there uh, which yeah. was um it it was interesting coming to the show being completely new to the show kind of feeling feeling a bit like an outsider coming to a you know the season mm-hmm. four or something and I kind of just rode that for, for, I knew I was only going to be there for two weeks. Whenever I wasn't shooting, which was not often, I was not hanging out with like Alex and Mark and them because they were always shooting. 
Right. So, um, and I was shooting stuff with them. So like, we didn't hang out much. We didn't actually get to talk much just off offset right. or like in the green room, even in the green room, it, it, they were night shoots. So we, we were all just like, oh. <laughs> like <laughs> not, not super like talkative and stuff. And I think I kind of also wanted to just maintain a bit of distance personally between Alex and the main crew just so that when we were acting there still was that kind of we don't really know each other and we've never really properly met like um I didn't meet Alex or any of them before shooting like on okay. the first day of shooting was the first day I met them like I didn't meet Alex at the recall I didn't have the recall or anything it just went straight from the first audition to the thing but having that kind of detachment from them personally mm -hmm was kind of nice when playing that scene because right. I was all the way up over here and they were all the way down there. And there was that kind of, I'm the new sheriff in town kind yeah. of thing. And you don't know anything about me. It was nice to just ride that energy and, and see what it, it brought out. And, and weirdly, like, it's weird. Obviously, Alex is so busy and we n never really hang out with him. Like, he's always prepping right. scenes. And I, I mean, I don't think I hung, I think I hung out with him once outside of, shooting and that was after we finished shooting you know because <laughs> like all the bevenberg stuff was one of the last things we shot when we did season five and so yeah. it was just me and uh bam who plays yahya yeah and uh, a couple others of the guys left over at the end and so we had dinner and stuff but like it was weird that for almost all of so those two weeks on season four and then all of season five i feel like me and alex kind of i don't know if he feels the same way but i feel like we kind of avoided getting too close offset and like even when we were like mm. shooting on days and we had downtime between scenes we wouldn't really talk like we would talk a little bit and we'd be like how's things blah, blah. but we there was like we didn't want to get too personal it feels like because we wanted to maintain that rivalry in a sense mm. and so yeah, yeah. it had been um, a lot harder for him to throw you off a balcony if, if <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really it interesting sense. though because me and me and Alex went to the same uh, the same drama school. He was there like uh, like seven eight years before me, I think. Oh, interesting. Um, so we talked about that briefly and stuff, and um, and he's also from he's also f he I think he grew up in he grew up in Switzerland or like mm. same. So we we spoke a little bit in German here and there, but like anyway, it was nice not knowing him too personally and having that wall between us. And it means that when we finish shooting and when my demise happens after that, I was like. I was like all tears and me and Alex had a big hug afterwards. Oh, and cool. It felt like, it felt like we'd been holding so much. I mean, maybe he hadn't, but it felt like I'd been holding so yeah. much away from him while right. we were filming. Right. Um, and once we finished filming and my character was done and that journey was over, I was like, Oh, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> I interesting. Be, I friends now. I just, yeah, he's, he's so lovely. Yeah. He was so cool to work with. And like, and that last scene was, the some of the season five scenes are amazing to shoot i feel like in season five he's constant woodgar is constantly just losing his control and just trying to gain yeah. it back every little moment and stuff totally totally i mean these guys have come into his house you know oh my god it's such a swing from season four like yeah. we leave woodgar in season four being in total control mm -hmm. and being complete king of the castle basically to you know i mean what like eight to ten years supposedly passes mm-hmm between seasons four and five 
I think Widgar has kind of just been enjoying the comforts of yeah of Berber yeah. in those eight to ten years. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask how your approach changed compared to season four um, coming into season five for Widgar. Yeah. So yeah, season four, I think he was much more like hot-headed, much mm-hmm. younger, much more passionate, much more like no, well, I, I wouldn't say driven because he's still driven in season five, but yeah, he was much more kind of fiery in his approach to taking what he wanted. Totally. I think we get that at the end of season five in episodes nine and 10, when we see sort of season four Whitgar start to creep back. Mm-hmm. I think from episodes six, seven, eight, uh, Whitgar is, he's playing things a lot more cool. You know, I think I wanted to just bring things down a notch. Like he's, yeah. he's now, he's now been a Lord for 10 years, you know, and he's, he's had people work for him. He has a right hand man. Like he has people to do things for him. He doesn't have to, he doesn't right, have to lift right. the sword. He doesn't have to. Literally, he's he's like taking all the precautions so that he can just stay secure in Bebumber. And so that's why he's like, you know, it's it's low, but he's making alliances with Scotland to keep himself protected. Right, you right. Know? Um, right. Little does he know that those alliances involve Ethelhelm. And uh, as soon as Ethelhelm becomes involved, suddenly, oh my God. Dude, <laughs> acting with Adrian was oh, man. amazing. Yeah. Like, he what a season he had oh man yeah. oh yeah he i think he's the uh, the true the true villain this season like he became it and that was a little unexpected i mean we knew yeah. he was gonna kind of have a role we didn't know if his main role in season four was gonna kind of dim down but no he kind of turns into a sith lord we say <laughs> and like yeah oh my god yeah, yeah. <laughs> we joke about that with you and you know there's a scene when he's like the esteem of Charlemagne the Great. Yes. <laughs> it's like he's going unlimited power. power. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, do it. Yeah, do it. that's but, awesome. But yeah, we we thought he had a, a wonderful season. So what was it like to work with him? It was amazing. And like, also, what's interesting is obviously he's this older lord who's much more experienced than Whitgar mm-hmm. and has been playing games for far longer. And toying with with royals and pe- toying with people's minds and and plotting and and so when he comes in, it's it's interesting because it's it feels almost like he's like an older version of of Whitgar. They're kind of like they see eye to eye in a sense, and yeah. it's it's interesting because he's an older actor than me and has been acting for far longer and is much more experienced in like in just this the world of acting, and so to have me a younger actor do scenes with adrian but also whitgar a younger lord right trying to hold his own with an older lord who's much more experienced in like scheming and things like that was super interesting that the energy there of me being like i'll i'll keep up with you (laughs) right it kind of matches you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the energy between between uh ethelhelm and whitgar and there's we had a lot of fun. Like we, we, uh, there's a moment before when we're about to meet King Constantine, we've both just like kind of eyed each other up for the first time. And we're like, and, uh, yeah. right before shooting every time we'd be like, we'd be like taking a piss out of each other. We'd be like, <clears throat> you're a, I, I should speak up. Shouldn't I? Because you quite old. You can't, I'm sure you can't hear me. <laughs> should I speak out? And then he'd be like, he'd be like, uh, he'd be like, is it, you you call that a beard and i'd be like (laughs) we just like we try and like find little things to just take the piss out of each other and build that kind of 
which, which happens in the show too like yeah. which happens in the show oh you my know. god that bit went completely that bit when he's like i was expecting someone yes different I, <laughs> Man, I had tried so hard to keep the straight face during that i was literally like yeah yeah and, and, and the scene you mentioned too when he's talking about you'll be like charlemagne i love that you're just like up in the balcony above him and you can just hear everything and you're just you yeah. guys are just yeah, like yeah, shit yeah. talking him you're just like is he drunk <laughs> yeah like, is he drunk <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. nice there's all those little moments and that's like it's 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 just it's so funny because it's like we're both just taking a step up the step it's like who's mm-hmm. trying to be higher on the steps you know right. who's trying to be it's it's like a battle for Lord of, of Bebenberg. And he right. comes in and he sits and there's the dinner scene I when know. he sat in my, in my in my chair at the head of the table. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I know. We, we said when we did our episode recaps, you're like, he's sitting in his chair. He just came yeah. to Bebenberg. Need to get that crossbow out. Need to get the crossbow mm-hmm. out. I know. <laughs> there's, it, it, was, it was amazing because we, we were talking about all of this and, and Constantine was doing it as well. When he comes in right. um, and he's inspecting the, my throne room and there's this bit when him and Ethelhelm are staring at my throne or Ethelhelm is talking to Constantine and Constantine is like just inspecting my throne. And you can tell he's so like, he's so like disappointed in how shit my throne is. Compared to his. He's just like, I got to get some lumbar support on that. I'm going to need some cushions. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it was it was so it was so nice that dynamic of just like Whitgard just trying to like regain control in moments, just really pathetic kind of, you know that moment when he comes and he's like, "There's uh, spoils have turned up on the beach. Allow me to claim the spoils. You know what arrives on my land is mine." Right. It's like a pathetic little show of, "This is my fortress." Right. I'm gonna do what I want here, and that happens constantly. Like throughout mm. season five, there's little mm-hmm. moments of. And then little, and then constantly, constantly, like just undermining him and undercutting him. And right. um, same with same with Ethelhelm, like right. that bit where I come in and he's like, he's staring out the window and he's like, "You can come in now." And I'm like, "Yes, yeah." That's someone who does you. I'm like, "I'm not your lackey. You can't just tell me what to do." Exactly. And then he's like, "Who's here for me?" And I'm like, <laughs> "He's like, I'm ready now." He's like, "I'm ready now." I'm ready now. I know. Yeah, just like... <laughs> just those little moments were so fun to play with. It was so I was felt so lucky to do them with Adrian because we just had. I feel like we had a lot of fun finding those moments and Adrian, like I felt really comfortable with him. I've, I've never corpsed filming anything before. Okay. And, uh, I, I, I cor- when you laugh during a scene, basically. Well, yeah. I, and, I picked up on that from context clues. We've talked to like a few people from, uh, like UK. So okay. I was like, why are people saying corpse? Like what, who, what oh, yeah. happened? Like who, who did they kill? I know, there, who, who died? There is a there is a story behind it, but I can't remember what it is. Okay, we'll have to look it up after. But, uh, but uh, there's a moment when I come down and he's like, Ethelhelm is preparing all these provisions, uh, and I'm mm-hmm. like, are we what, are we expecting to be besieged? Like right, what's going right. on? It was during that scene that like we we it was on Adrian, but we were doing a few more takes, and and at one point I was just like. And the words just like I was like stumbling and I just the words just weren't coming out. And I tried again and again. And eventually Adrian just went <laughs> and he just like let out this huge laugh. Oh, it man. was the funniest thing. And then I just started laughing and we were like crying of laughter just because I don't know. It was it was just That's such funny. a good moment. And from that point on, I just like I feel like acting with Adrian was just wonderful. Cool. We need a blooper reel. We need a TLK blooper <laughs> reel, I think. I know, I know. That would be a lot of fun. They, um, you know, I think they they give us like a little preview um, 
of the begin of like the first 10 minutes of episode one at the end of shooting yeah um at the rap party we had like a preview and then after that they did like a little five minute blooper reel oh so cool. it does exist it yeah does, it does exist, that's exclusive I, right now that's exclusive another great yeah. character that you get to interact with is king constantine too uh this season ron oh, Hallett. Yeah. Uh, what was it like working with him too i know he was telling us he really enjoyed working with you i think i think he was saying he was one of your favorite people to to do scenes with uh when he came in this yeah season. i that's, that's sweet i loved working with 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 rod he was like we we often shared the car to set as well so we would just chat all the way to set and I loved the on the way to as soon as I saw him in the morning, he was doing the Scottish accent. Like yeah. he would maintain that all the way in the car. And I was like, that wow. is you you have to you have to. It's such a hard accent. Like a lot of our listeners were surprised that it wasn't his natural accent. A yeah, lot of the people commented on the video. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Working with Rod was was so good. There's this scene when um we're all sat across it. Constantine has like just arrived. Ewan, who plays Elfweird, is coming down the steps and, and he's like, is this the boy who would be king? Uh, and then I sit down at the table and it's yeah. right before he's about to meet the bride, uh, Elf, yep. Elfwin. And um, I sit down at the table and there's this lovely little moment where there's this chain of command yes. that happens. Yes. And Constantine goes, can you fetch the Lady Elfwin? And then uh, Ethelhelm looks at me and then I go, Okay, you can go, Bam, and then Yahya goes to to get right. Elfwin. <laughs> that just happens constantly, and but we we loved talking about the scenes and like talking about what we wanted to try and achieve and 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 just kind of what our intentions were with the scene and stuff. He was really sometimes actors don't want to talk about it too much, and and sometimes I don't want to talk about it too much, depending on the scene. But like, sure, sure. Whenever we had scenes together, it was great fun just to be like let's try to hit those moments and let's, mm-hmm. it was really cool. And it's, it makes it a really comfortable working environment. Mm-hmm. But um, during, during that scene, there was a candle like right above my head and it, it was dripping. And then eventually <gasps> it like, cause basically the wax melts and builds up on the top of the candle. Right. And then eventually it overflows and it just goes, blah, blah. and I'm oh. during that scene, it just suddenly went and like, no. I got hot wax like all over my face. And I was like, ah! what? <laughs> I spent like 20 minutes, like picking wax out my hair because it oh my congealed God. in my hair. <laughs> you also had like, like we mentioned before, you had the crazy cliffhanger when you killed Elfrich back in season four and, and go yeah. along with Constantine too. I mean, I think one of my favorite cliffhangers from this season or, or like sort of end of the episode uh, yeah. scenes was when, uh, they're just going around the Northumbrian table, and I'm just like, oh, "Are we gonna get to see? We're we gonna get to see Whitgar here." And then, oh yeah, like, yeah. what about you? A cool Whitgar, introduction, Lord of cool introduction. And you're just like, yes. "Yep." And then just a disaster. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Who are you?" That was a great clip. yourself. Yeah, that was that, so cool. that scene was that that moment was a little longer originally. Originally, he went around a couple more lords, and as he was asking more lords, Anthony Philipson, who's directing that episode, had this amazing shot which basically went down the line on the Lords here. And you can tell it was me. I was just out of the shop like this. And then right. Constantine was here. The camera went like this and Constantine was like, uh, and what about you? What about you? And what about you? And then I then suddenly appear and I'm like, I swear also. And it, it was this uh, gorgeous like reveal he had in mind, but I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think it made it. I don't think he, they used that. in the end. There, there is like a quick shot of the whole table and, and oh, yeah. I, I like how they did it and you can't see it. I don't think it's as long as the one, uh, you're talking about so they probably didn't use yeah. that full edit but um yeah. i did think it was like oh that's cool how they did it like they have him sort of offset so he's there but you can't you know 
It could just be an extra. Yeah. It could just be a different uh, Northumbrian lord. Anthony was like, you need to like not stand like Whitgar now. <laughs> you need to like <laughs> pretend you're not Whitgar for the wide so that people don't kind of guess you're Whitgar straight away. <laughs> right. I was like, okay. Yep, there you go. <laughs> From behind. I'm just the Lord. <laughs> then you have sort of the showdown we had been waiting for since um, early season four. Um, yeah. You know, we knew at some point Uhtred and Wickar were going to kind of face down. And I also mm-hmm. love, by the way, um, I just real quick, Wickar's, he's not a dumb guy. Um, no. And the whole time with Ethelhelm, you're always sort of like, he's kind of like, painting a picture for elf weird like you're gonna be king and you're gonna do this and you're like and you're gonna start a war dude yeah yeah, you're always always like throwing in like oh here's what you're not telling him um which i thought was cool but then there's this other line you say to um yahya where he asks is your cousin still with the saxons and you're like yeah and that's why we're not leaving these walls (laughs) and and i was like smart 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 (laughs) yeah that's you that's know. one of my favorite little moments we will not be leaving these walls whatever promises we we have made yes. whatever alliance like yeah. essentially it all comes back to Whitgar. Whitgar is you know everything is self-preservation right. for him yeah he's not really on board with the whole constantine like what constantine wants he doesn't he just wants bebenberg he just wants to maintain yeah. what he has right and yeah completely you know and bebenberg's such a strong fortress that like if you just hold out a while it's probably going to be fine yeah you know exactly <laughs> to be fair everything Ethelhelm is saying like we can be besieged we can hold off a, an army is is true you know it is true and um, i was going to add uh, again that that moment when Ethelhelm is saying we're going to do this and this and then i'm like yeah but you're also going to start a war if you yeah. do that it's another moment where Whitgar is just like like just, just trying to get control again it's like he's yeah. just it's like i'm still here i'm still here exactly. and it's it feels like it's just that the whole way he even insults the food. Oh, yeah, yeah he, he does. Oh, my God. He insults the food. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and, and this is what's interesting. Like, Whitgar would, could easily just, wants to just kill Ethelhelm. Right. He could have done it from, like, the mm. first moment. But there's more at stake, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. and it's so, it's, it was so nice having to just be like, and, like, bite my tongue for almost all of season five all those moments when they're like when constantine is like just undermining me and i'm just like mm, a lot on. of fake smile a lot of yeah. fake smiles yeah. a lot of yeah. a lot of fake smile like oh we get a lovely i love the mm. scene with uh heston on the beach where i'm like yes. please come into the fortress no <laughs> we have a it's wedding warm. we'd love yeah, to share we have a wedding it's gonna be great <laughs> there's so much um it's, it's again it's like I think I think Whitgar's I don't think Whitgar's heard of Heston before. I think he just honestly assumes he's a traitor and it's a uh, a nun, and so he I think he brings them in completely just as a as a means to throw off Ethelhelm and Constantine. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you have guests, so do I. Here yeah. is one of my guests. Come in, yeah. Heston. And <laughs> to take all their like, stuff oh, too. You're like, take everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that line. And of course, we will take a tribute. And I love that reaction from Heston where he's like, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then like when when they're walking in, you're like, uh, Heston's feeling generous. <laughs> the guy's just yeah, like running. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, completely. I'm sure Wigdar has pulled the old fake shipwrecked. Uh, uh, yeah, that's got to be. A... Too, right? oh, like... No doubt. Surely. Yeah. Yeah. He should have known it was a trick. He should have known. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Even after um, Constantine tells him, he's like, it's probably a ploy. Yeah. It could be a ploy. Yeah. yeah but um, but I also love too when you go to get Elfwin too. Um oh, once yeah. Edward's shown up and you go down to get mm-hmm. her, you you just sort of say, We just gotta get her to a safe room. And yeah. so oh, yeah. just like, and oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's such a that I love that moment because Whitgar has been so like under their thumbs for the whole season up until then, mm-hmm. and that's a moment where he's like, "Okay, I can take command here and I can swing things into my favor again." Mm-hmm. He does for that brief moment. He's like, "I know what to do. This is my place. We've been, yeah. we you know, we've done this before. Let me take charge. This is what's going to happen. She's going to go there. There's the blah, blah, blah. and then I take her up, and then I think, great, this is going to work." It's going to clear them off because we have a hostage. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he thinks, right, we have control here, it just starts to, they're like, they don't react. And then he's like, okay, put a knife to her throat. And then there the, are no reactions still. And it's like, I love that, the cutbacks, the interchange between Edward being like, do nothing. And yeah. uh, um, Alpelm's like, quick, send someone. And then I'm just like, fine, throw her over. And it's just yes, this kind over. of like, I think he's entered, Woodgard at this point, I, I I like the idea that he just entered this kind of, I, I, I out of options. Like right, the options right. are just wearing thin, and he's like, just do it, just do it. Like it's he's kind of not giving up, but he's like, just do it. I, I don't know right. what else to do. And it's at that moment that Uhtred comes in, and it's like, ah! and then know. from there, it's all downhill. Everything all downhill. starts to crumble. And I like too how you get away. Like you use his lapse in in focus to give him oh, the yeah. elbow um you know and he kicks you back and uh that yeah. that was pretty cool pretty believable i thought you know to to be able to get out of that obviously you're chasing him down and then he later comes back into the fortress he like sees you on the ramparts and then we get yeah. this sort of like it felt like a boss battle i don't, yes. I don't know if you play yeah. video games but it totally and you're like oh, i was gonna like, say i think Yes. Oh. Oh, oh, how is it, by the way? Real quick. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, yeah. I gotta get it. Oh my god. But it is a, it's literally that. It's like Wittred is going through the, the mist screen <laughs> to come into the Whitgar fight. He does, and it's like, and of course he has his like minions first. He has his like his henchmen yeah. come out first and to make it harder. Yeah, but it was a sweet scene. Uh I, I loved it. The the I, the fight was longer originally, but like I think we need it needed to keep that momentum of him coming and the chase happening and so yes i love the choreography i love that whitgar throws one of his own men in front of himself to right. like i think that's where the true whitgar kind of comes through as well he is he is pathetic he is like a little weasel you know mm-hmm. and he's he's cunning and he's he's vile but like he's he's he'll he's sacrifice just like, his men first and, and, yeah. and i love that in the books like in the in the book that season five was going well, it's based on two books isn't it right right yep. but the the moment that moment when they come to recapture bebenberg that's when we meet uh Uhtred cousin again not only is it so different in the book it's like Uhtred uh Uhtred the cousin is like fat and on a horse and he's like right. welcome to my family. and then also in the book though uh Uhtred hacks me to death he has me like pinned down and he just hacks me like he's just like ah! <laughs> and, um, he, he doesn't make you a centerpiece on the table no <laughs> yeah so i'm kind of part of me was like that would have been a pretty suitable death for Whitgar mm-hmm. to go so like in such a just disgusting way just so like grub just like that <laughs> yeah it was nice to have a final moment to to try and like to just throw utred off his course you know yeah. and i think that's that's all i think that's all it is really i think 
I think, I think Whitgar at that moment when when he's being held on the uh, over the the balcony, the balcony. I yeah. think there's a moment where he's like, "This is, this is happening. I'm I'm gonna die," <laughs> and oh, it's yeah. it's almost like a final kind of not a not a curse, but it's like a final. I guess it's kind of like a curse. It's like a final. Yeah. Occurrence. Oh yeah. Like this is. Yeah, I can't think of a better word. Than like cuts, almost like a prophecy, but... or like this is what's going to happen. Yeah, you. there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like very dark side moment again. Yeah. Just like a, yeah, like yeah, a Sith he... moment here. <laughs> like just trying yeah. to get him over to the dark side. Strike me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. completely. Which is it's kind of interesting because I was thinking about it this morning before we spoke, and because I was just having a flick through some of the scenes again, it's kind of sure, sure. like rejog the memory and. It's interesting that I'm like you. Uh, you know, you're. It'll be the. It's you know. It's, that's the prophecy. Your I, your son will kill you like I killed my father, and that's the right. the legacy of our line. And, and I was like, maybe it's interesting that Whitgar didn't have a son because maybe Whitgar, maybe that has been one of his insecurities. His, his is that if Whitgar had had a son, mm. his son would have killed him. Mm. And so maybe mm. maybe that's why Whitgar didn't go there because he would just have been constantly paranoid that he would do the same thing i did to my father you know interesting um, interesting it's just a, a, a thought i had but oh, I yeah, yeah. Kind of, that's interesting, kind of interesting as like a, as like a side story totally he'd probably be paranoid too that he's like i could kill my dad like if i had a son <laughs> that i raised like he'd be maybe he'd be worse you know he'd like <laughs> yeah 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 completely and i think i think in those days like you know sons did kill fathers and, and right. to take the power mm-hmm. and to take the throne and and things like that did happen, and um, really? the beauty of it, I guess, is it's, yeah. it's it's so it's so brief. Your life can be so brief. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely, and I love to right yeah. before that moment when he pins you down against the balcony. It's sort of I said in our recap talk like a scary movie moment, where yeah. your face just just subtly appears behind Utrid, mm-hmm. and it's and the yeah. only thing that makes Utrid turn, the only thing that makes you not stab him in the back. Mm-hmm. Is that just little shadow he sees, right? Yeah. Which was which was brilliant, but yeah. um, I love when your face appears because I don't know. It just it just put me on the edge of my seat. Mm. It could happen. I could have just killed him, right? You could have, right? I could have just gone. You could have, and then oh. that's where the show would have ended. Um, or we would have had some like Whitgar flashbacks, and then then like you looking yeah, out yeah. over the, the ramparts. Reality. Your wet guard goes to the balcony. Yeah, yeah, and we just see. <laughs> but it's, yeah, yeah. Elsewith and everyone, they're all in the dungeons instead. They don't have some yeah. <laughs> Avor music just blasting. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine. Oh my god. Yeah. Obviously, you get thrown off, and you just get brutal death through whatever you know sharp decoration candle holder you had definitely yeah. should have decorated um, the table differently <laughs> that night <laughs> should have. yeah there's a scene earlier where i think there's a scene where i'm asking to take my spoils there was another scene in yeah. that courtyard and i would have loved to like to make some kind of reference to the table decorations that'd have been cool <laughs> i would have uh, loved yeah. to like just pick it up and be like <laughs> hmm interesting yeah. but then to have that <laughs> to have that come back later and be like my death That'd but i think it would have been would have been too on the nose probably it might have been too on the nose just to pick it up and be like hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a little a little, a little ooh, spiky 
Or like yeah. when yeah. Ethelhelm was insulting the food, he could be like, "What? Why do you have this sharp, you know, candle yeah. thing here?" And you're like, "That's great. Yeah. I keep that. I love that thing. I love the way that yeah. looks. You don't understand he art." I like, threatened him with it. You, you insult my food again with the candelabra thing. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, but it was it was um, awesome to see you guys running around Bebenburr. I mean, uh, what an incredible yeah. set. Um, in oh yeah. It must have been surreal yeah. just to be on that. I mean, most most of the time you're in Bebenburr. Almost all, yeah. except for when you're in Scotland, I think. What was that like just to be on set there? In in, in Bevenburg, the courtyard yeah. is amazing. And yeah. like, it's so nice to do the fight and actually be able to use the whole courtyard and be like <sighs> moving around the, uh, moving around the carts and stuff. And like, also just like, whenever we weren't filming, I would just walk around. I would just try and walk around the courtyard as much as possible and walk, I'd walk up and down the steps. You'd see me doing like, if we if if I had to come down the steps in a scene, I'd be coming up and down those steps like 30 times before we shot, just to make it look like I've been up and down those steps hundreds right. of times, you know? And like also it, when you know your stairs, you don't have to look where you're stepping. You kind of mm, you can stairs. and you can go down them so fast and you mm. you know you don't have to like I, I could go down, we live on the top floor of an apartment. I could probably go down like looking at my phone now because right. I've done the stairs so many times that just muscle so I would just right. Yeah, exactly. Muscle memory. And then walking along the court, walking around the courtyard as well, like just being used to cobbles is right. something that we're, we're not used to because streets are smooth and, and flat and you don't have to worry about tripping on cobbles. And so right. just getting used to like picking my feet up over them and stepping differently and stepping with much more intention is, cool. is what brought a lot of Whitgar's kind of energy as well as that kind of forward, like, you know, yeah, purposeful just, step. Yeah. He knows like every um, inch of this place and, yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Which is completely why he leads him in up to the um, in uh, in the stairs above the above the throne room because Woodgar knows those areas and they'd be darkly lit and and perfect for a sneak attack. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Speaking of that scene again, though, what was it like filming your death? Um, was there? I mean, we see Whitgar falls off over the side and and he gets impaled. Like, yeah. what what it all went in for you though? What did you do for that end? That was all that all happened on the last day for me as oh, well. Wow. Okay. That was my last day of filming. Uh, I tried not to think about it too much because I I think my the little prophecy moment, I kind of knew what I wanted to do with that moment. The death and the impaling on the spike. I thought the camera was gonna come over my face. And so I I what I did is because obviously so this uh, there's a stunt guy doing the fall um onto right. boxes from the balcony right. and also doing a cable drop. I, I was going to post it, but I, I was like, I don't know if people haven't seen it yet, so I don't want to risk spoiling it. Yeah, right, um, right. We're trying to be sensitive about uh, you, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my stunt double posted a video of it today, though, um, of okay. him doing the uh, the flip onto the boxes, and, like, that's a big flip. And he did it once without cables, and then the second time, it's like it's a cable attached to a harness that he's wearing, but it's, it's computer programmed to stop at the perfect moment, and it, like, oh, cool. it decelerates, like, a meter before it stops just so he doesn't have a complete you know neck breaking jerk moment um so that's all him and then we cut to me for like i had my mouth full of blood and you know they 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 get you ready i had this i I had this the rig was amazing it was like i had this like metal plates that went over my shoulder uh it was like it was like a, a shoulder plates like this metal plates that they could screw the spike into and they could screw the candelabra into in the back. Yeah. And then I would lie down on the table and I would just stay there and wait for like 
for whenever we were going to shoot. And then I, I, they filled my mouth with blood and, and they were like, okay. And all I had to do basically for that moment was this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That moment there. You know, I, you know, I tried, I didn't think about it too much, but I was like, I've just been pierced. I'm, right, you right know, now. you start choking on blood. And, and I tried keeping my eyes open because it's such a sudden, obviously when it's such a sudden impact, you, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't drift off. Right. So right. it's like a death, like a shock, a shocking death. So I tried like where the blood was like dribbling down my eye and I was like, like trying to keep my eye open. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> the blood like went through my eye and I was like, Oh my God, I hope they're getting this. But they didn't even use that shot. So. Uh, <laughs> but it was amazing. Like I was like this ah, and then the blood had like come out my mouth. It was going up my nose. I was, I was like, Oh my God. It was like going down through my eye and like, it would have been amazing. But um, cool. I think you just see me from like here. That is a, an emotional end. Uh, I had a hard time on season four, just not getting to hang out with the cast much and like not getting to get to know them really well. Mm-hmm. And, and then it all being done in two weeks was so, it felt like it didn't happen, you know? Right. That's cool. And yeah. also um, I had a hard time working with Ed, the director for episode two. We didn't quite like, we clashed a little bit, but... <laughs> It's okay. We got there in the end. So kind of, it was a real mixed experience on season four. And so coming back to season five and it being such an incredible experience and then finishing season five and it being over for me was like, oh, like Mm. that was hard. It was hard ending and being like, oh, "Oh, there's no more. And now and like at the end, I was, I knew everyone really well at that point. And I was like, oh man, (laughs) now it's ending. (laughs) Yeah. Going back well, again, you did a, a, an awesome job, and we and we appreciate everything you've done on the show because Wickar definitely added a cool component to the show that uh, we didn't expect going into season four. Oh yeah, you know, um, yeah. which was which was really cool to have. And I, I want to ask you about one more thing in, in season four yeah. because it's such a cool scene um, when you kill those two priests and when you're just beaten up oh, young yeah. Uhtred is is definitely something oh, I want to yeah. touch on. Um, could you talk maybe about the, that scene? What it was like to shoot? Maybe your approach, uh, because you have an awesome throat stab to the second priest. Oh like, yeah, just like bam. Yeah, that was that was cool. That whole moment. Oh yeah, where where I find young Uhtred who snuck into um yeah who snuck into Leavenworth and I'm like beating him for answers. Mm. Yes, yes. That was fun to shoot. Uh, Finn, it was amazing to work with because mm-hmm. we were both. It was both our first time on Last Kingdom, mm-hmm. and we were both just like happy to just try things with each other, you know? And like, I, yeah, there's this bit where I, I drag him out from the, the main entrance and I like drag him down the stairs. We were like constantly like checking in with each other. Like, it's okay if I grab you here and I'm just going to, I'm just going to yank you down the stairs kind of, okay. but I'll hold on to you. And we had that whole, like, we had that trust with each other to be able to be a little kind of rougher. Cool. And I drag him down and then I throw him on the floor. And I think, I don't know. I think the main thing is just, it was, nice just being vicious in those scenes yeah, you were vicious and just kind of trying to, in, trying to introduce Whitgar as not the version we saw him as when we meet him on the, that first moment because he's quite like soft when we meet him with Elfrich the first time mm. they're they're still mm. sussing each other out he has a kind of yeah. like you're not sure what he's like as a person and I think as soon as that starts to happen and there's invaders in his in his home he's like no and you see that kind of flip side of him where he's he's much harsher and he's much right. more i mean his his name Whitgar means something like spirit spear or like white oh. like wisp white spear or something right. like that and i like the kind of 
the spear element of it that he's just like <clears throat> yeah I, I like that he spoke with a bite that he, yeah. he was like like always don't read too much into the stage directions but like the stage directions were always like he speaks through gritted teeth he's like yeah. he's, he's like he's just like all the time <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's where like elfrich just kind of realizes too and he's like comes out like he was just you know he was in bed oh, he's yeah. coming out in his pjs and he's just like oh shit like my son like he's like kind of taking yeah, yeah, charge yeah. of this shit like uh right. oh man right. okay yeah, completely and and he's yeah, i think completely. that's where he kind of like sees like maybe i think he's kind of like in his head thinking like maybe he is like kind of a threat like i have to now mm -hmm. i have to lay down the law to young Utre to yeah. like show that like I'm in kind of control because it's like it's definitely been uh your character just just that's just been running it here and be like there's definitely more there's a plan like yep like let's yeah. figure this out and, he, and totally. he wasn't prepared at all yet so I, yeah, I think it's where you kind of first see it at there yeah yeah, yeah. the throat stab was freaking awesome though yeah. <laughs> I had just the, the the dagger was actually just a, like a short thing like this mm -hmm. and then they i think they cg the rest into it just so i yep. can but i love that going i love that little moment where i i stabbed the second guy and that's as soon as dad as elfrich comes out and i'm like <clears throat> and i i wanted to capture i wanted to catch this little look up so i go <clears throat> and then i go and right <laughs> as i see dad i'm like <clears throat> and i get it, it get the knife gets stuck on a little bone as well it goes <clears throat> it doesn't come out smooth you know mm. it kind of snags on the way out there's cartilage to pull through and <laughs> what do you think dad like <laughs> what do you think dad how'd i do dad good son good son yeah yeah that's funny i think i think uh, yeah from i mean we get the fact that like uh Woodgar's christian well that's what i was gonna are, ask you is like how religious is he because yeah not very i don't think I, he <laughs> right. has, I mean when i i mean when i knew he was going to be when i knew he was killing priests and then when he kills bayach and he's just like ah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fuck. right which is yeah it's interesting he must swing towards paganism more than or more something. than and if he's been yeah. out traveling with with yeah who knows from, what he picked up from yeah exactly he'll he'll have heard of other customs and other religions and and realized that there's there's other ways you know and yeah. and also he had this little cross that uh i i wanted to bring back in season five because i really liked it's kind of like this little defiled cross it looks more like a mm. diamond shape and the cross is like yeah. it has like it looks kind of uh not demonic but it looks kind of like it doesn't look like a nice little cross you know right, it was right. like like a yeah. which he's i really like that i, I feel like he's got this certain view because he's traveled probably more than anybody else that we've met on the show i would yeah. you know so he has a sort of uh, world knowledge that like nobody else has which is kind of really yeah. cool um what are yeah. some things that that you love about wicker this kind of just ruthlessness sure <laughs> i like that he just puts himself first you know it comes at a cost and it comes at the cost of of people who work for him sometimes but like he he is his he is his most important person mm -hmm. you know and it's kind of admirable in a sense you know yeah okay yeah i like to he's like wiser than he is honorable because there's you know obviously a couple times when utrich yeah. just like just fight me for honor fight me for this place and he's just like yeah. no no of course <laughs> know, i'm scared of you twice it's like in season four, he does the same yeah. exactly it's the same thing in season four he's like come down and fight me and i'm like <laughs> What? why would i do that why would i sacrifice <laughs> I, the crossbow position and all my men surrounding you to, like that literally, seems dumb <laughs> literally 
I hold the fortress. I hold the fortress. That was right. Such a cool line. I love the the fact that I call him Uchid Ragnarsson, mm-hmm. and I, I I give him his his second father's name. Right, discrediting his uh, claim a little bit. Right. Yeah, completely discrediting his claim. You know. Yeah, great word. Uh, his claim to Bevenberg, mm-hmm. um, yeah. uh, which is. I love that that moment. He has some great. Woodgar has some some great lines. He really I does. Mean, like it's my it's my yeah. my script with all the oh, cool. Cool. Good. 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 Yeah, good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, that's um, the that's the Bible right there. Yeah. The, yeah. Holy moly! There's a scripture, baby. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> what this? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> It's oh yeah, I had I had all these like little things written down, just like yeah, the my the final like prophecy death scene right on the balcony. Yeah. I'd written down like <laughs> I'd written down Batman Joker moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that scene when uh, Batman is like beating the Joker and the yes. Joker's just like you have nothing against me. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um it felt it felt a bit like a, that kind of moment. There was more in there was more in the script. They cut a bit from Richard's lines. Here it was uh, who is the Lord of Bevenbur? And I'm like, it belongs to my father. And then he goes, Who is the true heir? Who is the heir to Ida the flame bearer? Whose land is Berenicia? And it's I think uh, I love the the fact that Whitgar is just like this is ridiculous. Right. right. And I'm like, it belonged to my father. Right. <laughs> you have nothing. Kill me. Go you have on. Nothing to threaten me with. Yeah, that's I can yeah. see that parallel. That's cool, man. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And uh, there's also another moment remind me of the Dark Knight a little bit. And I we talk about it in our episode recap. Oh, really? When Uhtred has you and Elfwins at, at you're both have the knife to your throat. Oh, um yeah. and um uh, Uhtred's like, release her, and you say, let her go. And Yahya was should have been like very poor choice of words, just dropped her over the yeah. edge. <laughs> oh yeah. And then Uchard yeah. just dives down and lands into a car. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would have, have been perfect. Yeah. They probably filmed it. Yeah. Probably, it was that was probably happened. an yeah. option, and they just cut it out later, I assume. Yeah, um, but... yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they did, actually. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, they did. <laughs> That's funny. I kind of like work, working in that sense and like taking little inspiration moments from from scenes from things I've seen or art or music like i love music as well and listening to soundtracks before i i, I have that moment where i come in and just after utrid is just after i found out utrid is at bebember and i'm just like what like how the fuck did he get yeah. in <laughs> and it's just like suddenly that like that is the the root cause of all of Whitgar's fears is right right, <laughs> right. and when he's in and i'm come i come down and i come like a like a hurricane I, and I come through the 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 room where where yeah. Constantine and and uh, Ethel Helmer are, are figuring out what to do, and I'm like, "Where is he? What the right. fuck? Right? <laughs> he could be anywhere." It's like my worst nightmare um, happening right here. Like this is yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you, yeah, like literally before calling action, I'm like round the corner with headphones on, going. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so so. What do you listen what, to? Yeah, yeah. I want to know like what soundtracks uh, you identify with Whitgar. Maybe some examples. Like I have like a little Whitgar playlist. Cool. Um, and season four, to be honest, it was a lot of Eminem. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> At first, cool. There was some of his more recent stuff. It was kind of like, it's just, it's like, it's bitey and mm. angry, and it's like, mm, mm, cool. and, and it kind of like, like it has like an arrogance and like a, 
like I'm yeah. the best rapper in the world, like kind of thing. And yeah. so I, I love, I love listening to a lot of that, just mainly like walking to set with headphones on and, and like mm-hmm. Eminem right. <laughs> playing. Yeah. I, I like a lot of movie soundtracks, but yeah. mm, a lot of the movies I listen to soundtracks from, I haven't seen the movie so that I don't associate it with a particular scene. I got you. Um, from that movie and so it's just music that i can put my own kind of interpretation to and that can that can fuel kind of my and music is so powerful in that sense you could listen to a yeah, piece totally. from if i listen to like i saw the new trailer for the um rings of power the new lord of the rings series on prime yeah and just that moment when the music comes in and it's like before the ring uh before the king and i was just like oh and it's like bum, bum, and i was just like oh, yeah. oh like music has so much power to like influence the way you're feeling and like to have to jump straight into what's happened just previously, like find him. Like we're, I'm storming around, like looking for him and just to use that music to be like going straight into it and was super, super helpful. Um, awesome. I like doing that. Yeah. That's so cool. Let's see what other, if I have any other cool notes that were, Okay. worth mentioning from oh yeah we <laughs> those little moments that they it's interesting because there's little moments that you there's little moments that you are really cool and you remember them and then sometimes they don't make the cut and you're like oh oh well like right, me and right. mark had a, a oh i love the scene with mark and artists yeah. i finally got to do yes. a scene with them when they're like on the ramparts and i'm like and yeah he has like hey you uh yeah. why are you not in the courtyard and i'm like uh wait why is Constantine placed you here? And I love that Mark also just did his Scottish accent and was like, great fake, Scottish. great fake Scottish great. accent by Mark. I don't know how he's so good at that. <laughs> Crazy. <Yeah. laughs> he must have been, he must have been getting some advice from Rod. He must have been, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was, that was just such a fun moment. Also to be like, just to be like, nope. Mark, <laughs> no, <laughs> just because they obviously they were suddenly then in the position Whitgar's been having mm-hmm. to like bite his tongue the whole time. They were suddenly having to pretend and not fight and just be like, no, we're with uh, him, and yeah. just be like, um, but that was, that was a cool pretty moment. good mark and, right there, too. That was pretty good that was mark. That was a great moment. That was a great moment, yeah. You know, your mm. men have strayed where they're not wanted. Yeah, Constantine, your men stray where they're not wanted. <laughs> I like it too because because you're in a position now too where like you don't want Constantine's men sort of getting surrounded on this place just in case he tries to make a move yeah. in your fortress. Mm. You're like, let's just keep them in the courtyard. So if anything happens, we can just pull out the crossbows and everything will be yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing that everything is going fine for Wigar until he finds out Uhtred is a Bevenberg. Yep, and then suddenly he just becomes this like flaming hot mess. <laughs> mm-hmm. He can't think properly anymore, almost. Yeah. Like, because up until that point, like he's yeah, he is. He's he's dealing with Constantine, and he's like he's kind of managing his own quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end there, until until, until Uhtred arrives, Uhtred <laughs> just ruins everything, man. It's, yeah. uh, <laughs> are you a oh, master then, crossbowman now? Huh? Do you, do you use the crossbow at all? Did you actually like practice with any yeah. sort of real crossbow or anything or? Yeah, well, the crossbow they let us use is actually a real crossbow. Oh, yeah. Sweet. They have stronger versions and looser versions. Mm. Um, but then when there's that bit when me and Yahya are, like, firing crossbows, uh, shooting down Scots because they're burning the village. Yeah. Right. 
sniping them. Just yeah, we were actually just loading blanks. Basically, we were just pretending to load bolts, and then they CG the bolts and afterwards. But like those are hard to crank. Like you can't just be like nah, nah, nah. you have to yeah. like we'd be like you have to shoot it, and then you have to go put your foot in the thing, pull it up with like two hands, right, and then get it back and then shoot it. Like those yeah. things are so hard to pull, and like making it look like we've done that and like we're experienced was <laughs> we practiced yeah. a bit before but like because we're not allowed to borrow them or anything we uh, we just too bad. To be cool. quickly, quickly figure out how to like <laughs> yeah but, i think yeah. we talk about when we do our season four recap um about how like oh um why doesn't he just grab another arrow and just shoot again it's like because those things oh, yeah. back then were not easy to to pull and i know bernard cornwell um oh, yeah. writes about that i'm not sure in the last That's... kingdom novels but um he certainly writes about crossbows and and how they are pretty difficult to reload yeah completely yeah. some crossbows you like heavy crossbows you, have to, you have to crank totally if you if you can pull it with by hand surely it's not going to produce enough strength to pierce armor so you have to be exactly you have precise. to aim you have to be you have to aim for the eyes or the neck or, you know, <laughs> the, the one I used in season four was much easier to pull back. It was a different crossbow as well. It was a much wider, bigger crossbow. The ones we used in season five were more compact, more, uh, yeah, more, more Saxon. It feels like. Cool. I um, like how you brought like a different weapon into the show that we hadn't seen yet. You know, it was, yeah. it's kind of cool yeah. to see how history is unfolding, you know, different technologies are, you know, being brought yeah. here and, um, you know, yeah. that was cool. That was cool. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about this as well briefly at some oh, point. Cool. Of course, of course. We do. What's it like? What's Elden Ring for... like? Oh, it's so good. Yeah? yeah. Oh, we haven't gotten Have it yet. This... Have you played Souls games before? I haven't played. Well, I've played a little bit of Dark Souls, but then like a, a no, lot of games not. now like are kind of have that feel like even like yeah. uh, like we we both played uh the, what's the Jedi? What's the Jedi? Jedi game? Fallen Order. Oh, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. It's one of our favorites. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was kind of I, I only played a bit of Dark Souls as well, but Jedi Fallen Order was kind of like Dark Souls. Yeah. In the mm-hmm. sense that you have to respawn to that place and then Yeah, yeah. And it was hard. And, it was hard yeah. for me anyway. It was know. hard. I loved it though. Yeah, what a, it that would could have been a movie in its own, like that yeah. story. That was so cool. Yeah. It was so good. Um Elden Ring is amazing. It's completely open world, which is super nice. I'm that's loving it. I'm like 20 hours in or something. Jeez. Okay. That's awesome. I think it's and, and annoyingly, I I started playing it. I got it for my sister for her birthday. And um and then I was like, oh, I don't I'd seen gameplay and I was like not convinced. I was like, it, it, Skyrim looks just as good. Like yeah, right? <laughs> and then I played a bit while I was home uh last week and I was like, oh man, this is good. <laughs> I'm gonna take hoping, this gift back. Gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, just, I, just, I just bought it again for myself oh cool cool <laughs> part of me is like oh man this is easily going to be like a hundred plus hour game mm, right because you can just the world is so big and there's so much you can do like it's i'm trying to just i have a play coming up i start rehearsals for a play oh, cool. on on monday um we do a, a month of rehearsals and then we do the play for a month and part of me is like oh Oh my god how am i gonna like do the play and then right? and then also play this at the same time right, <laughs> like right right that was That's that crazy. was me when i i got my brothers the witcher 3 the wild hunt and i was like oh here oh. you go yeah and like that then i played so a little good. bit of it and i was like i want this and that's that's like crack <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah oh the witcher 3 was so good but i think def- i think i sunk like 150 hours into that yeah easily like oh, same. it's so complex as well and it takes 
the annoying thing is with these games, they're so complex that I feel like I'm doing just as much research, doing just as much research outside of playing as I oh am my God. playing. Like whenever I play, I have my laptop next to me and I'm like, okay, how the fuck do I get? Like, what is this? <laughs> like, how does this uh, yeah, work? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what makes me nervous about Elden Ring is I like games a little bit more streamlined. Like, I like a little mm-hmm, bit of, like, yeah. you can go where you want. Like, Jedi Fallen Order was pretty perfect for me because you could mm-hmm. go different paths, but you pretty yeah. much had to stay within certain guidelines. Yeah, whereas, boundaries. We just played, yeah. right, we just played Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is a huge open world. Oh, Loved the yeah. game. The raids were awesome, but it was, a, to, for me, personally, a little too open world. Um, what was perfect yeah. for me too was Shadow of Mordor and um, Shadow oh, of War. Yeah. If you played those, yeah, or you're Lord of the Rings fan. Um, those yeah. became a couple of my favorite games, real quick. I found with Assassin's Creed Valhalla the same. The world was just too big, like too big. so big, and like, and then, oh my god, like I didn't even, I must, I must have played for about 50, 60 hours, and I was like, like not even scratching the surface, and mm-hmm. there was so much yeah. to do, and but it's and, amazing and, though. And I spoke to um, Magnus about yeah. it. Yeah. Because yeah. he he was in it and stuff, right. and I was like, "Dude, I'm playing as you." He was like, "No way!" <laughs> so cool. Like, that's good. Um, I love video games, and I, yeah. also The Last of Us. I'm a huge fan. Like, yes, that's why I wanted. Yeah, yeah. Was it The Last of Us. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I can switch the camera. Oh, you've got a couple. Oh, these are from The Last of Us too. So this is like the original poster, right? Yeah. From the from the first game, which was amazing. And then these were, and there was an artist I found on Instagram called Jake Contu. I don't know if yeah. you can see. Yeah, cool. And. He, he did a, he did like these like limited edition prints which i thought were just gorgeous and like i love that they captured like so many different parts of the game mm. that once you've played the game like completely i'll switch back to me I, uh, well, like once you played the game those posters i'm just like oh man i remember all those moments <laughs> i don't know why i was in the part two when i always see burrito's face when i look at the just the way her face oh. is in that poster i don't know why i just see emily Cox. oh yeah i don't know why yeah, it just kind of resembles her in part two <clears throat> Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Those oh, yeah. Are, um, the best part two is hands down the best game I've ever played. Oh like, yeah. In terms, of, in terms of story, gameplay, and uh just I've played it like two or three times, and I, I've got most of my. I got my sister to play it, and by the end she was like, oh, like by the end scene you're like you're like no. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, man. Um, and then I got. I'm my, sad my when you have a game you love and finish it it's like oh i know i know i can never play it for the first time again Mm -hmm. so so ashin what kind of career goals uh do you have oh my god (laughs) good question i would love to do more um more indie films Uh, i mean i've only i've only done like i've done a i've done a an indie short film i guess most short films are indie films but um i've never done a feature and i would love to do a uh would love to do an indie feature. I think uh, me and Joe Milson were talking a lot about this. And also being on season four in Last Kingdom was my first, one of my first times on, I think it was my third time on like a big, a big movie, a big TV set. Right. right? And I think what occurred during season four is I realized that like your freedom is more limited in in tv it feels like when it comes to like your choices and like what you want to do and stuff Mm. because you know the writers have an idea of your character the director has an idea of your character the producers have ideas for your character and so really like you're just another person just being like well i have ideas for my character too and then sometimes they're just like "Mm, we prefer our ideas and then it's like right right 
And so it's really hard to, that's why season four was a weird experience for me is it felt like I had strong ideas of what I wanted to do for Whitgard, mm-hmm. but then so did the director. And I felt like the first day we were negotiating like how we wanted to pitch him. And, and we, we kind of felt like we kind of compromised we made compromise you know for both of us right right and so anyway so so i found shooting season four and it's a it's a certain style of shooting you know when you shoot tv it has to move quickly and and all the shots are already laid out you have a Mm -hmm. rehearsal but the director generally generally knows how it's going to play out and how it's going to be shot obviously like you get a say in in the scenes when you're when you're doing them and talk with the director and stuff while shooting but um i think generally in tv it seems to be that for the matter of for the sake of time, mm-hmm. uh, things are planned out quite well beforehand. I guess movies too, but like, right, right. Anyway, it's, it's Joe Milson that was telling me that indie movies, you tend to have the most freedom because they have a much lower budget and they're much just happier for any input you have. And everybody's input is super welcome. So I'd like to try something like that someday. But but season season five was different. Season five was amazing. And, and all, already to have done season four and understand the kind of right. structure of, of how Last Kingdom shoots and stuff and go back and be like, oh, I get this now. And this is really fun now right. was, was amazing and made the whole experience like unforgettable. So yes, indie features I'd like to do more of. Awesome. Um, I like characters that are further from myself okay kind of yeah i don't want to i don't want to just it'd be nice at some point just to play something some somebody who's kind of like me and yeah. just have a super chill job and just be like eh, it's like me but then yeah. i do like playing character you know well that's acting isn't yeah. it i mean that's why probably most people get into acting is to be someone other yeah. than yourself right and yeah uh, completely um, i think it seems to be harder and harder nowadays to do that the casting process seems to be looking for oh uh, yeah the person the actor to be the character you know right. which 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 makes it an interesting kind of yeah thing. instead of so, instead of getting john wayne to play genghis khan kind of thing yeah <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, well, yeah, yeah of course interesting. flatmate we're talking about this it's like well um if there was a gay role a character who was gay how would i feel performing taking that or, role from yeah. from somebody from from somebody who is gay or you know yeah. but but also it's 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 interesting it's 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 a, it's something that's probably debatable and and i think it's probably yeah. increasingly debatable as time continues to move forward but obviously yeah. if you've seen modern family the guy who plays cam is uh fantastic um he, he plays him, but yeah. he's not you know and he's the flamboyant one in the show but yeah, yeah. in real life you know he's straight but yeah, yeah that's probably something that's as time goes on um it's going to change um so yeah. what kind of um movies and shows are you watching right now that you're enjoying oh i've been <laughs> i've been watching um <laughs> my girlfriend got me started on this it's I, I never really watched the simpsons much like i watched it a bit when it was on tv and stuff i was i was never like huge into cartoons okay and then uh she just got me watching disenchantment oh okay it's, on that, it. it's, it's by the same people who did the simpsons okay. um but it's set in like medieval times oh cool um, it's cool. it's it's a lot of fun uh so i kind of watch that just you know while i'm having dinner or something i'll have a little and they're 20 30 minute episodes so it's super easy but oh i rewatched whiplash that was that's amazing oh, yeah cool. i like um, whiplash that's a good movie i loved uh i loved euphoria that came out recently yeah 
season two i like i i saw season one when it first came out so i had to wait all the time i had to wait like two years for season two yeah i feel um, like when season one came out it wasn't there wasn't much hype about it but this time like the hype was yeah. real like social yeah, media like, is like almost, everywhere yeah like almost 100 or 200 percent extra viewers or something is that what it is that. wow yeah something, that doesn't surprise I, me I something like that i thought it was a new show I didn't realize oh, that right, the show yeah. had come out like because of all the media that was I was seeing. I was like, oh, it's a new show with Zendaya. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I, you know, I saw that it came out 2019 or something like it's been it's been yeah. around. It's so it's so right. raw as a show. It's really kind of. And also, I think what I loved about it is, I mean, the acting is phenomenal. But what I loved about it is the cinematography is just mm-hmm. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And you can tell the style they're going for is like kind of like uh, Polaroids and and you know instant cameras the you know the kind of disposable camera style like it's all season two was entirely shot on film whereas yeah. season one they had like the flashback scenes were shot on film i think yeah. and it just the aesthetic of it is just i mean incredible it's very um, neat. i enjoyed that i watched parts of it and i thought, sort of yeah. thought to myself like it doesn't seem like the directors and the cinematography it doesn't seem like they have rules it seems like they yeah. could go in any direction they want there's no guideline for the show in fact maybe yeah. the only guideline is that you have to do something completely different or something totally yeah. unexpected, like for as far as cinematography goes, um, yeah. which was interesting. I think they were completely interested in uh, something slightly surreal, you know, and and not mm-hmm. and not interested in keeping it in in the the natural, I guess, yeah. um, which comes through. And it was a really cool show to watch. I, I think I'm I'm just stuck in Elden Ring now. You Elden know? Ring, that's all that matters. <laughs> there you now, go. Right? Yeah. So we're gonna have to get Elden Ring, and uh, yeah, you know, and, sometimes uh, it's like like a good video game is like playing is like watching a movie for yeah for hours you know? oh, like it's phases. a movie that lasts yeah yeah i go through phases yeah. like a shows movies video game reading yeah like them. we really appreciate you taking the time um today to talk to us steve do you have any other questions no yet? no right? no yeah. yeah thank you so much we like we said we loved whitgar as a villain um and we really <laughs> liked your portrayal of him too um, yeah, so totally. thank you for taking Thanks. the time to tell us about this stuff yeah, my pleasure. It was good fun. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So everybody, um, you know, Austin's links are going to be down below. Check out his Instagram and all his social media. You know, Austin, we hope that you have a, a very successful future here. We're definitely going to be following you um, and, and everything that you're involved in. Is there anything coming up that you want to uh, talk about that you're in or anything? You said you're getting ready for a play. Yeah, I'm. I'm so I'm getting ready for a play. We start rehearsals Monday. I have my I have my little script book. Good, like good. This little this cut up thing where I put the script on one side and I leave the other side blank and nice make notes and stuff. And we're going to be on at the white bear theater, which is in Kennington in London from um, like the 11th of May till the 5th of June, something like that. Cool. Otherwise I have a audio book that came out called the little prince. I did a nice a reading of the little prince um, and that came out recently. So that's on audible. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Other than that, um, no. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. Well, check those out, everybody. If you are able to go yeah. to his plate, definitely go. But thank yeah, you again, Austin. Thank you again for taking the time. And all the listeners, we hope you subscribe to us. We hope you've enjoyed this talk. You know, we'll be back soon. Um, and like we always say, goodbye. Goodbye. And destiny is out.